thanks for joining us again. Jared and myself back after you know, a month of horror films. A couple of Halloween pictures to end the end the month. We're back into some action territory. Mm. Going for some uh, Jackie Chan. Is this the first time we've had Jackie on the... It is. It is the first time, which is... we. It's a big cock-up there. Well, we it's quite, him on. funnily enough, I mean... The city that we live in has quite the connection to the bike, so... Exactly. I walked past him in Target one Yeah, day. that's right. So I believe, you know, he's he's got a mural about 10 minutes from where we're recording and his uh, parents yeah, owned pa- a restaurant Yeah, do there. they still live here? No, I believe they're both... Uh, well, they reside here, but I think under the ground at the present ah, stage, mate. So okay. I think they are buried here. Oh, really? I believe. So they did live in, in, in Canberra for some time? Yeah. And he lived here for, what, a small stretch in his uh, teens or late teens or something? Right. Okay. I didn't know that. <clears throat> so, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, we've, we have a close connection to the man. Yeah, so it's taken a while yeah, to get Yeah, we decided board. not to bother with his yeah, films just until him. now. <laughs> yeah, we walked past his mural and just didn't bother to fucking watch any of his films until this point. Well, we're going to cover Police Story mm. from 1985. An interesting one for me because I have not seen this film. No, Try I haven't seen it either. I'd seen a bit of Jackie Chan, but I had not watched this one. Yeah, I'd seen more of his Hollywood yeah. films. I'd seen uh, a little bit of the martial arts fair, but for whatever reason hadn't gone into... Because the police story's got three films, I think, hasn't it? More than that now. I think there's three films, possibly four, and then they kind of rebooted as well right. with Jackie. Right. So, yeah, there's I think there's four to five of them now. Interesting. Might have to work through them. Now <clears> might have to work through them now. We've got going on. Okay, let's kick off with uh, what we've been watching, though, Jared. Mine is very quick. Mm. I, I finished Home Before Dark, yep. which is on Apple TV. Apple TV. Awesome. Good. It, yeah, it ended on a cliffhanger, a really good cliffhanger. There's a second season there, ready to roll. So you're um, telling me it's time to break the seal on Apple TV? It is. No, actually, it's not. <laughs> okay. No. There's not much on there. The, the, no. the Ted Lasso, Home Before Dark, and I'm actually um, hovering around Lizzie's story, the mm-hmm. Stephen King one that's on there. Yep. But, you know, everything else looks not not really worth it just yet. But, you know, the quality of Home Before Dark was, was very high. Hmm. And as I said to you in the last episode, it has a real Nancy Drew vibe, and they kind of got it right, which I liked, you know, as opposed to the series of the CW gave us. Yeah, yeah. Which was all wrong. So I'm really happy with it. And I'm looking forward to watching season two. Good. I I watched nothing else. Oh, sorry. I started watching Chucky. I'd had a couple of crack shots. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking fell asleep. My <laughs> story is very similar. <laughs> I got to 15. Like, so, <laughs> yeah. I've got it lined up to go. I had some crack shots and then I fucking went. <laughs> <laughs> which is fucking standard fare for me these days. <laughs> I didn't realise a crankshaft was a one 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 point seven standard. Yeah. So I was, yeah, I was, I was five or six drinks in. Well, I think the night that I uh, the night that I started to watch Chucky, I think I'd knocked over a. You know, we spoke about our Capital Brewing ones on mm. on one of the other episodes. They just did a collaboration with another mob, and mm. they were two standards per can. <laughs> I knocked over the four pack and then had one or two of one of the other ones. Oh, you must have been fucking shivering, were you? I stretched them out a little bit, but by the time I got to bed, it was a it was a tough ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To stay awake. So yeah, I had the the three crankshafts in about fucking ninety minutes. So I, was, I was a little bit fucking. I was a bit bleary eyed. 
<laughs> I just I started chucking and then fucking me I woke up and it was fucking 20 minutes later oh, shit. Yeah. shit what's happened yep. so yeah look I'm sorry I can't talk to Chucky <laughs> at this stage but I will get back to it and given your intake lately I was oh, yeah, that's I was like, that's like you know you used to be able to run a marathon but then you know you haven't done it in a yeah. while so you've taken on a 5k and you've just killed <laughs> yeah. over oh yeah yeah don't care <laughs> And I, yeah, I've never been the fittest piss drinker in the, in, in the world, so it wasn't good. Yeah. But the yeah. only other thing I watched, and I'll have to take some heat for this, because I've sort of, I should hang my head in shame, similar to Maddie, but my wife and I started watching The Bachelorette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little bit of osmosis. Maddie's watching Halloween movies and Friday 13th, and you're now watching The Bachelorette. Exactly. Why I came across The Bachelorette and decided to watch it, I don't know. Well, can I ask you, are you going to watch it again? Well, there's only one season on there, on there so I'll just plough through that. Oh, man. I mean, Binge is full of that reality TV shit. Yeah. I mean, there's such a, a plethora of it on there. Yeah. But look, I don't know why we got into it. I'm not, look, I'm not, I'm not shaming myself. I'll watch it. I'll you take should, the shit that I have to yourself. take. Yes, I should. But I will say this. I could not stop laughing at this bloke. Right. But the, the, the host tells us that these are 31 of the best, most accomplished blokes out there. <laughs> and this guy, he has a date with the initial bachelorette. And the, pro- the thing is about this one is the initial bachelorette, after about a week, she, she picks a bloke and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> what, like a normal relationship? <laughs> yeah, like a night out at a nightclub. <laughs> What a, what a novel prospect. Who <laughs> thought of this? <laughs> I just thought this is how you got ladies these days. You went on a fucking stupid show. Oh, um, man. So she leaves, but she had a date with this bloke. They bring in a new bachelorette, right? Which, from my personal perspective, was ten times better. Ten times better looking, much nicer, much more personable than the other girl. Yep. This bloke tells us, I might not be able to come back. I made a connection. I was in love. <laughs> I was like, you spoke to her for fucking two hours. <laughs> <laughs> like, she was there for 11 days. Oh. You, you managed maybe, maybe I'll give you five hours. Yeah. Now, yeah. I don't know about you, but it takes more than five hours in my mind. To fall in love with. I her. mean, we got a lot of topics to cover. What are your feelings on politics? What are you? Are you vaccinated? <laughs> <laughs> did you did you donate to Donald Trump? <laughs> yeah, there are some topics to cover. And after you've covered those ones, then you get into. So, what sort of music do you like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You dig into the more the, the you know top fives. Yeah. How um, many Friday the Thirteenth films have you watched? <laughs> Do you dress up on Halloween? What's the, what's the protocols on that? Yeah. No. There's a the lot thing to about get it through. The is, Jared, in those five hours that this bloke would have been, I'm going to break it down to percentages, and he would have spent probably 50% talking about the other blokes. Yeah. <laughs> what, what a pack of cunts they were. <laughs> and how they right, were like, not here for the right reasons. I mean, there's got to be one to two hours dedicated to his weekly workout routine. <laughs> there would have been half an hour on. His beauty routine in yeah, the bathroom. That's right. 
And then maybe I'll give him maybe an hour and a half where he, he opened up, he told us. He opened up. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> look, look if con- they are 31 of the best blokes on, in the world, that's a fucking, that's a magnificent argument for celibacy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> and look, you can't tell me that there's not some bachelorettes who have just gone, fuck <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> right. Why am I talking to this guy? Yeah. <laughs> like, there is some bachelorette. It's got, you know, a little bit of the kind of superficial things that they're looking for, but walks out and thinks, my mind is just gone numb talking to these <laughs> Yeah, look, 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 I'll watch the rest of it. I'll keep everyone posted. But old mate left. He, but, couldn't, he couldn't do it. He'd opened up too much to the other girl. He was in love with her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't stay on. And he had in. to tell her, and he cried. Oh, man. <laughs> but the, the problem is they start getting people with... They start getting people who should know better. Like well, get people who? Who are on there. But there's people on there that have got fucking doc. They're doctors and shit like that. I mean, you talk to a doctor and mention a bachelorette, <laughs> and they should say no. I'm sorry, I don't need that to fucking affirm some sort of social status. Or like, I mean, I I'm pretty. I'm pretty I haven't sure got time for that. I'm, I'm pretty sure I can go to. The, I'm pretty sure I can go to the local pub, walk in the door, and say. Oh, I'm a doctor, and I'd oh, probably get laid. And I've got a chiseled jaw and a six yeah. pack. I mean, it's the old Dikemi Matumbo kind of method. Isn't it? You walk into <laughs> the, the door, who wants the sex Matumbo? <laughs> <laughs> you walk in and you say, who wants to sex the local GP? <laughs> you probably, you don't have And to... if all else fails, you write prescriptions on <laughs> <laughs> Jesus exactly. Christ! There's You've methods. got options. You've got options, mate. Options. There's, there's methods to save yourself the, uh, the look. The indignity. I, I, I did. I did spend most of my time nicknaming all the blokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what have you come up? Oh, one guy. I called, I called one guy Squash Face. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah, a bit of a looks like Jason. <laughs> didn't quite look like Jason, but maybe young Jason. <laughs> my wife also thought there was a. One of the bikes was in the pool, <laughs> and he, he he's in one of those floating things, and he had, like, a cup in between his legs, and she thought for a second, because she looked up at the wrong time, thought he had his dick out, <laughs> which I thought was highly amusing. So I proceeded so to call him Cup Dick. Oh. I thought you'd nicknamed him, nicknamed him Axel Whitehead or something. Like that. <laughs> no, so look, I, I I spent my time wisely while watching it, nicknaming people. But Good. overall, I'll keep everyone posted. I'm sure when Maddie gets back on the podcast, me and him can talk more in depth. Yeah, you two can talk about it. I might. Maybe we can do a, a road out. podcast <laughs> where we talk about the Bachelor. Yeah. Okay, and that was it for me. What about you? What do you got? Yeah, I was pretty light as well. I, did, I actually didn't Chucky. Fifteen any, minutes. Yeah, fifteen minutes of Chucky. <laughs> Uh, loving Devin Sawa's form early, but uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't. Uh, I didn't actually watch any movies he, for once. I've got a. I've got a quick question. Yeah. Is he in a dual role? He's in a dual role. Like fuck! Oh, I, thought I was so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you were seeing Sawa's face on everybody that was popping up. <laughs> I thought I was bored. <laughs> but um, no, it turned out he's in a dual role. Okay. Well, the funny thing is, in one of the roles, he's got a he's got a little bit of Go, fluff yeah, on the chin yeah. that looks like, honestly, it looks exactly like what I did to another bloke in year eight media class. <laughs> 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 it looked identical. <laughs> oh, shit. 
<laughs> I could have got a job on it in Hollywood. Oh, man, you're stylist. <laughs> David Stylist but, was a uh, personal stylist. Yeah. I actually, for the start of it, I was pretty happy with yeah. 15 minutes. But <laughs> so happy that you fell asleep. Like, yeah. I finished, uh, well, a couple of episodes of The Office, punching through that okay. again. I reckon I'm about 10 episodes from home on that one. Yeah. Just sort of sprinkling it in, in between everything else. Mm. I finished What We Do in the Shadows, Series 3. Funny. Fuck, I love that show. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely, it's pure genius. I mean, there's one, there's one particular scene where it's supposed to be kind of emotional. There's one particular character that's suffering through something and he keeps dropping his guts through the whole scene. Of course you find that shit highly amusing. To me, that's champagne comedy. Next to get run over by a fucking steamroller, someone party. He's telling people to go and get get me a cup of of seltzer or something like that. (laughs) Just pure genius. But the show, I mean, it's so fucking funny. Like, I, th- I attribute a lot of it to the actors because I think there is a lot of it that is kind of a little bit of ad lib. Mm. So the three main actors, like Matt Berry, Natasha Dimitriou, and um, shit, I can't remember his name for, at the very present moment, so I'll call him Nandor. They're all fantastic. They're all so good. And I mean, Matt Berry has contributed to my own vernacular. I'm I'm using the term off your fuck as, as frequently as possible <laughs> yeah, now. Of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, so yeah, absolutely, absolutely loving that still. Mm-hmm. I've watched the first two episodes of Behind the Monsters on Shadow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a bit of the first episode. Yeah, good. Not bad. It's good. So I guess it's just another case of when you when you dig into these characters, it's really hard to to dig up anything new. I mm. guess, but it's really cool to hear from people that are pretty well respected in the field giving their opinions on the characters. Yeah. So lots of different opinions on Michael Myers. But then they go through some of the sequels as well and talk about what kind of works for the character and what doesn't. Of course, you know, stuff like the Rob Zombie ones are mentioned and why perhaps they didn't work as well for certain audiences. And, you know, mentioning Buster Rhymes, he gets his own <laughs> he gets his own special mention. Don't fucking put on Buster Rhymes, man. <laughs> Does it talk about what a great bloke Tony Moran is? Tony Moran is not in it at all. <laughs> so he shouldn't be. So, but funnily enough, you mentioned that. It's one of the disappointing aspects. I figured if you were going to do this series, you would almost talk to all the blokes that played Michael, mm. and they didn't. They talked they to Nick Castle. They spoke to Nick Castle. They spoke to James Jude Courtney, but in between that, they don't talk to any of them. So I was slightly disappointed. I figured you were going to talk to everyone that played him to get their perspectives. So that didn't work out. What so was the well. second that's one? Was it Jason? Forward. Second one was Candyman. Ah, So that's a little bit different. Because you've you only had Tony one Todd. player. Yeah, you've only you had one Tony actor. Todd. Now two. And, and the, well, you know, not going into spoilers too much about Candyman, but, but yeah, but you, yeah there's, there's more than one that you can talk to. But I think that they made the right approach for the new movie. They spoke to Nia DaCosta. So I feel like yeah, that was it. That was the way to way to go about it, and it was really cool. I think I enjoyed the Candyman one more because you haven't seen as much about that. Yes. So to hear from Tony Todd just sitting there talking about how he approached it, to hear from the people that were involved in horror noir about the issues with the sequels and how they tried um, to change that. Clive Barker involved at all? Clive Barker wasn't involved. I would have loved to hear his yeah, perspective. Yeah, I want to know his perspective. Yeah, because I think it would be really interesting to hear his perspective on how he kind of created this character without sort of any reference that this might be taken into 
black culture and, and taken the way it is, mm. I really would love to hear his perspective on how yeah, that's, yeah, been, that's been taken <laughs> on board because I think the new sequel kind of, I don't, I don't want to say sever the ties because it's never really going to sever the ties with what he created, but I would love to hear his feelings on how the latest one kind of just just takes it and owns it for for, for black creators. Yeah. Because I think that's I, that's one of the, the things I really loved about the new movie and I would like to hear what he thinks about it. I think he, he would have some really interesting perspectives on that. Yeah. They did have Bernard Rose, which I thought was excellent. They, he they was the director. With, yeah, yeah, he was the director who kind of and and kind of made the decisions to cast Tony Todd and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I really liked. I think that episode was actually better than the Michael Myers right. one, which was. And I know that's a product of if if someone was not at all familiar with the two characters, I think obviously the Michael Myers one is kind of the start of the genre. So it's got a lot of depth there too. It's got a lot more about how the fucking genre was created. Basically, the best part about the first episode, they actually go back to Tommy Lee Wallace. With a Shatner mask, yeah, and he, and he does actually, do yeah, he does actually does, it. and he does it. You see parts of it on camera, and I think there was oh, I saw it on Bloody Disgusting, but there's definitely a YouTube clip of the whole process of how he does it. Bloody good, yeah. I thought it was really good actually. So yeah, really enjoying that. Looking forward to what's to come because obviously we're going to get Freddie and Jason, but we're getting um, Chucky. Uh, I think I can't remember who Pinhead? else we're getting. Pinhead. So we do get some more people in there that that. That we're looking towards the the a little more depth to, which is good. Uh-huh. And two more episodes of I Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh, oh, yeah. What's I mean, that? What, what, what? I just I'm surprised you haven't given up on it. Well, I don't know why. I, I mean, haven't, it seems like it's just boring shit. It's only because it's a short season, and I cannot see it going further. What is than it? This. Eight episodes. Eight episodes. I, I can't see it going further than this because it's not good. I guess the only positives I can take out of it is is down the stretch, some of the things that they've set up in terms of the main storyline are showing that there's something there. You could have worked a decent story around this. I think the issue is that, that you made it into eight episodes and there's nothing on the periphery. All these characters, all these friends you brought in, they do fuck all. Absolutely fuck all. So I think that's the biggest issue for me, aside from the fact that, again, we're six episodes deep and there's there's no slasher stuff. I mean, I don't want to go into spoilers. What's happening then? I don't want to go into spoilers, but out of the kills that have happened, you don't see... There's, there's some of them where you don't even see them happen. So what is happening? Nothing. No one's fucking being killed. Nothing. What's happening? It's all based around this fucking teen drama shit. That's based around the you know the the main characters, and I, I just don't understand why they go. I don't know. I, don't, I I personally I look at what they've got and I say this was more fit for a movie because you've got characters that are here for four and five episodes that are that just do nothing. So I'm I'm severely disappointed mm. at this point. I just don't understand why you take a slasher property. And don't use the slasher. I mean, you're using the slasher, but you're not using the slasher. Oh, so it's like you're trying to rope us in with the slasher stuff, but then you're just fucking disregarding that for the teen drama stuff, which isn't actually done all that well, in my opinion. So. Okay. Well, I definitely won't be going back to Amazon Prime. No. If, if that's the if only that's thing the you're signing up for. Oh, good Lord. Fucking no hell. No chance. No chance. 
Wait till it comes to your local blockbuster. <laughs> there aren't or, any. <laughs> Red like, box or... Uh, find some other means. No, it'll have to come to free-to-air television. Uh, it's not going to come to free-to-air. I mean, Amazon... Oh, they own it, yeah. Yeah, they own, it's, it's going to stay on Amazon. So if you ever want to watch it, I mean, that's... No, but I don't. You, you, but that's the you thing, have right? made this. You have made this sound like the worst it's thing shit. I could ever it's watch. It's shit. So what you do is you wait until Amazon comes out with a fucking cracker. I mean, if you want to watch The Boys, you sign up for Amazon yeah, and you watch that, maybe. and then in the... You spend the, a 10-day period. Yeah, you knock that over yeah. in two weeks, and then you've got two more weeks to sift through the shit. Maybe you watched through, I know what you did last summer then, but... Oh, God. Yeah, it's not... It's not you the, haven't sold it to me. I'm so just... I I, like, I'm, I'm just really disappointed, because I feel like... We've spoken about this before. It's one of those properties. I mean, I've got a, I've got a soft spot for the, for the original. I know it's not one of the best of the slashes, but I do put it up in one of those ones that I, I would go back to quite often. I've got a real f- sort of fondness for it. But you don't go back to that shit unless you've got a real good take on it. Mm. Yeah, That's what I love about, you know, the new Candyman. What I dug about Halloween 2018, as long as, you know, yeah, I know that's some people have sort of disparate views on all that, but I dig that they come up with something that is worth bringing it back for. Mm. This one, I look at that and I just say, I, I just don't understand why you did it. I don't understand why you hitch your wagon to the slasher stuff if you've got no interest in developing the slasher element of it. Yeah, that's fair. That's why That's why the, the slasher season that we spoke about was so good because they just went fucking balls to the wall with the slasher stuff. Hmm. Anything else? That's it. No. All right. Pretty light. All right. We're going to give a couple of quick um, up or down on some couple of trailers that came out. The first one is Red Notice. It's Netflix's most expensive film. Uh, It's written and directed by Rowan Marshall Thurber, who gave a skyscraper. And it stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot. The trailer looks just terrible. Pretty ordinary. Um, It's not terrible. It's just generic crap that we've seen many, many times. It just looks like highly polished yeah, highly stuff polished like shit. Six Underground. Yep. Probably better directed than Six Underground. Six Underground was a mess. <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I had trouble yeah. watching Six Underground. And, you know, we had a quick discussion beforehand. This is where The Rock is at. He's at, he's at a point in his career where he's just making standard stuff. Mm. And he's, you know... I'd like to see him. I want to see him have a classic, but he doesn't have it. And I think he's further yep. away from it than he's ever been. Yeah, I think you're right. At the right. moment, he's just making crowd-pleasing stuff that's generic, middle of the road. Well, this is it, right? It's, it's like, we, like we said when we spoke before about it, it's hard to argue with his methods if you, if you make, want to make plenty of money. make money because he's doing the right things and he's one of the most kind of beloved celebrities that I've seen in a long time. Yeah. But... He just doesn't have he just doesn't have it on the resume. I mean, he's probably if you if you look at it all up, he's as good an actor as, as Arnie. Oh I would think. Easily. But he doesn't have I mean, Arnie's got a collection of classics. Much as you want to argue it, in the action genre, he's got a collection of classics. The rock doesn't even go close. No. And it's disappointing. I, I'm look, making look, I'm making a call. I feel like Black Adam is is turning point. Yeah. If he doesn't have... If Black Adam doesn't turn into, like, a a real cracker for him, 
it's just going to continue down this path of Netflix films. Very, uh, very profitable, Yep, but an average film. Yep. I mean, you look at his, his peers, right? Stallone has Rocky and Rambo yep. in the stable, right? Yep. <laughs> Not all of but also has good. something like Copland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you could make an argument is better than any one of the movies. Creed. Creed. You know, um... Balboa. Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa. Balboa. Is as, yeah, good as, as, as good as some of the stuff he's got. Arnie, yeah, the Terminator. Like... Two Terminator Terminator films. 2 the is... The Predator. Watching Terminator 2 the other night was just like, fuck. It's this still This movie great. is awesome. Yeah. Like, and, and I know that, you know, Arnie got Terminator early. Yeah, and you know the Rock hasn't had the luxury of working with a James Cameron or someone like that. But this is the thing, right? This is what we discussed. The Rock isn't going to find that luxury because he's in a pocket now where he just dictates everything that he does. And this is why I'm looking at Black Adam because I'm looking at that and I'm saying, as big as the Rock is, Black Adam is controlled by someone else. Yeah, so they're saying it's got to be there's got to be certain things That's that have right. to happen. And DC, look, hit or miss, DC's reputation has been battered in previous years, but I continue to say, for all the stuff about how Marvel's shitting all over DC, yeah, Marvel created a selection of movies that's kind of unprecedented. It's like a, it's like a, it's almost like Bond's whole yeah, back catalog. catalog in the space of 15 years. Yeah. But DC still has the Dark Knight. Yeah. DC still has the original Batman and Superman. DC still kind of created the genres, and for whatever you might say, Personally, and I love a lot of the Marvel movies, but none of them are as good as The Dark Knight. No. So, Some of them I'm still kind of... A lot of them aren't up to the, the, the level of Batman Begins. I yeah. Batman Begins is a very good film, too. True. So, I'm looking at it, and I'm saying... Um, and even recently, I feel like some of DC's best stuff has been overlooked. I mean, stuff like Birds of Prey got yeah. shat on. Birds of Prey is actually not a bad movie. Birds of Prey is New Suicide Squad. Good. New Suicide Squad. I mean, I laughed it up right. plenty of times with that. But this is the one where someone else is saying, this is what Black Adam's got to be, Dwayne. Yeah. I made a... The Rock's going to have some input, but other people are too. And as much as I've kicked a bit of Pierce Brosnan lately, you got a guy like him in there who's saying this stuff's pretty good. He's saying the right things. You know, that's, that's classic fair. But Pierce Brosnan's not known for sitting there going, <laughs> this is pretty good. Pierce Brosnan's known for telling people to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, do you think Brosnan's taking the John Carpenter approach and received a check in the yeah, mail? Yeah, I think so. I think they're just saying, look, Pierce, you've got to sit there for five minutes and behave. Yeah, yeah we'll behave yourself. Can... <laughs> but um, this is the one where I'm, I'm like, someone else is, is taking the reins on this and we're kind of, you're lending us what you do well. I made a, an analogy before when we were talking and I was saying that, you know, we talked about The Rock needing a diehard in the, in the, in the canon. And then we, you know, when Skyscraper came out, we, you know, we thought this, this kind of, this has a diehard sort of formula. Yeah, yeah. But it was crap. Yeah. But. And we saw it was like, you know, the building was five times as, as yeah, big. Yeah. We had to pump it all um, up. We were jumping three times as, as we far. We were one as leg short. <laughs> <laughs> but I said to you that Die Hard was in 1988 when Bruce Willis was nobody. Yeah. Well, not nobody, but he was a TV actor. Yep. And so he was given a high salary. Correct. It was $5 million, and people were like, what the fuck? What are you giving this guy $5 million bucks for? Mm. He didn't have the clout to wander in and tell Joel Silver and co, yeah. this is where it's going to, this, this is what's going to happen. This is what 
Don McLean's going to be like. Yeah, Bruce didn't have the clout to not do interviews with enthusiasts. <laughs> exactly, yeah, that's the same as enthusiastic as he's ever been. Yeah, that's all right. But he, he, all he had was he had a persona that worked for John McLean, right? And it fit perfectly with what they gave him. Yeah. And the film works, not because – it works because Bruce Willis plays John McLean. It works because Alan Rickman plays Hans Gruber. There's yeah. so many parts that make it such a great movie. Fast forward 10 years when Bruce Willis is a major movie star and give him that script, they rip it to shreds. Probably what, yeah, Bruce Willis walks in and says, I don't do this part. Yeah. I do it this way. Yeah. And the the movie's not what it is. Correct. So. And I think that's the the unfortunate part. The Rock's got to swallow that and say. The Rock hasn't hit those marks, but is the biggest movie star in the world. So he's never got that on the resume before he starts telling people, this is how many points The Rock takes in a fight. Vin Diesel. (laughs) Which is why I'm saying this is, again, this lends into my Black Adam thing. I'm like looking at Black Adam like, I hate to say it, but I feel like it's almost his last shot at a fucking gem. Because he's not going to, his popularity is not just going to disappear in 10 years. He's not going to be struggling to get roles. He's not going to have to just... Just rock up to a rock up to a shoot cap in hand and say I'll do what you require. Mm. So I kind of feel like Black Adam is the is is one of few things where there's something almost bigger than him that's dictating how this is going to yeah. go. And when he has slightly moved outside of the comfort zone, he's had some success. I yeah. mean, I think Pain and Gain exactly. for all the shitter cops. I think it's a really good film, and it I is. think it's he's fantastic. Good. He's great, and also stuff like Get Shorty. When yeah, he yeah. First got, he, when he first got some acclaim, it was because oh, we thought this guy was just a big blockhead mm. who you who who you employed to turn up and fucking belt someone. Oh, but here he is singing "You Ain't Woman Enough to Take My Man" and all yeah, this yeah, sort of yeah. stuff, and doing comedy, and he did it pretty well, you know. Exactly. So what I think he could still do, Jared, is still have your. Your Jungle Cruises and your Red Notices on yeah, your schedule. Fuck, fuck you've, you've still got to make money. I had a lot of fun with the Jungle Cruise. You've still got to make money. But again, the Red Notice trailer looks like it's it's for the Jungle Cruise crowd. Mm. But the Jungle Cruise crowd is what? We're talking like 10 to 12 years old to Probably. 18 years old or whatever. It's the family movie. It's got to appeal to a broader audience. So I went there and I had a bit of fun with it. But like I said, I came out and said, yeah, it's another three-star flick on The Rock's resume. Great stuff. But when you get Red Notice, it's the Netflix picture. It's got all that money behind it. But we're looking at it and we're saying, this is aimed to the 18 to 25s, right? Mm. Surely you can make the gags a little more, a little... A little... Bordier. Yeah, a little bit of that. You can make the, the action scenes a little more... Um, you can ha- make them have a little more stakes behind it. You can have people getting fucking hurt. Yeah. I don't see that in the trailer. And I've said it to you, and I've said it previously, although I've got a bit of time for Gal Gadot, I thought she did really well in the first Wonder Woman. Everything else I've seen her in, I don't think she's very a very good actress. Okay. And uh, this trailer is not, it's no, not, it's not making it. me think this is going to change my mind. Yeah, I, I just think The Rock, keep those things in your schedule, mm. but solicit some... Scripts and stuff that you're not gonna just fucking stick your. Oh, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna tailor it. Yeah. Get out of that mindset. Tr- try and get some stuff that 
It's not your bag, but you're willing to look at it. Correct. Because it's a good script. Yep. You know, and don't tailor it. Say to myself, I, I'm, I, I'm, go- I'm a good enough actor, which The Rock is, to stretch. I mean, I dream of The Rock turning up in something like a fucking turbo kit. Or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. I'm sitting or, there going, yeah, this is where it's at. Or even something as simple as Copland. Yeah. Yep. Um, a cop who's who's fallible. Mm. I mean, The Rock hasn't played a character who's who's made a mistake or fallible or injurable in about ten years. <laughs> no, well, I, see, the one leg thing, we spoke about this. It's not even a really good representation there because... As we said, he just used it to show how good the rock is that he can even do this stuff with one leg. <laughs> to prop open a couple of doors when oh, you need it, mate. Yeah. I just great. feel like, you know, show us. I guess it's hard for the rock too. It's a bit like Arnie. When they're so big, yeah. it's almost like you can't make them like not up to scratch. It's, it was easier for Bruce Willis because he wasn't huge. Yeah, he was yeah, just yeah. a normal Bruce Willis, guy. Bruce Willis was balding when he became yeah. fucking famous. Yeah, exactly. He was balding. He could lay in a car yeah. with a fucking three-day growth and a dead rat on him. That was all right. Stallone could get off the HGH for a couple of months <laughs> and start putting on weight. <laughs> and then Copland, hey, yeah. there you go. You got porn. So <laughs> it is hard for The Rock. Yeah, because he's is. such a big guy, it's hard to say. Well, nobody's going to take this guy on. Yeah, but yeah, I just, I just think Red Notice doesn't look it. The other one I wanted to bring up was Uncharted. Ooh, I think the trailer looked okay in terms of like yep. the action scenes and stuff like that. Yep, um, it looks like it's got a bit of fun to it and might have a similar sort of vibe to the game. Yeah, but unfortunately, the casting is just not there, and I'm not against either actor. I think they're both solid actors. Yep. The problem is they don't represent what we saw in the in the game. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, you know, whenever I heard Sully in the game, I thought Leslie Nielsen. That's yeah. what the voice sounded like for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Admittedly, I never heard it. Where the hell was I? <laughs> but still, it sounded a bit like Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. Um, so the thing for me is it just highlights a massive problem of, like, I, I felt exactly the same. I loved that they put some things from the game in the trailer. I thought the trailer looked the part, except for the actors. And it's, it just highlights this problem of, oh, we've got an exceptionally popular video game where people absolutely fell in love with the Nathan Drake character. Mm. I mean, we've been playing video games for, for quite a while. And not just, you know, just the other day, I cracked out the, the new Nintendo Switch stuff and went back to Golden Axe. That's how far back we're going. Not that okay. So I think we've got a pretty good sense of of where video game characters fall. Nathan Drake is fucking top tier in mm. terms of beloved video game characters. Yeah, yeah. So the problem for me is Hollywood goes, how do we take this character and morph it so that everyone will love it? Well, that's not what you should do. You take this character that everyone loved and you present it to the people who didn't play video games in its form and you just think, yeah, they're probably going to love it because it's still charming and it's still funny and whatever. Not, oh, we've got to take Nathan Drake and change him so that everyone will love him. No, no, no. There's just a section of the audience who will go and see a movie. There's people in their 50s and 60s who will go and see a movie but won't play a video game. They'll still love Nathan Drake as he was in the games. Yeah. 
you don't need to change him, and I feel like that's what they've done. Yeah. And I think they're obviously also putting to the crowd that we want a younger Nathan Drake. Yeah. We're a younger actor, so what we can do is we can punch out some sequels. Yeah. And I, look, I love Tom Holland. I think he was fucking fantastic as Spider-Man. Yeah. Best Spider-Man for me because yeah. he embodied something that was missing in the Tobey Maguire's and that. He was actually a teenager for one, and he had kind of that <laughs> naivety and stuff that I didn't really get as much from a Tobey Toby Maguire. But they've taken him and put him into Nathan Drake, and he doesn't match at all. I love Tom Holland, mm. but I watched that trailer, and I'm just like, that's not Nathan Drake. That's that's Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's, not a, that's not a shot at Tom Holland. It's just different to what we had in the games and what we fell in love with. I think the other problem you've got with Mark Wahlberg is... He's not Leslie Nielsen. He's not Leslie Nielsen, no. But what I mean is Wahlberg's still making action pictures. Yeah, that's so right. So you're watching this stuff and you're seeing him as kind of like your second tier, you know, Sully was always never in the action. Yeah. He's kind of, he's kind of always at the back. So now we've got to try and somehow get Mark Wahlberg into the action somehow. Yeah, yeah. Which, again, might create problems because you've got almost like it's a double-hander. They've also got a problem with their core audience in that somebody went and made that fan film with Nathan Fillion. Yeah, yeah. Everyone had been saying for a decade, it should have been. you yeah. should have made a movie with Nathan Fillion. And then when we saw the fan film, we're like, yeah. He could still right. do it. He should have. Yeah. You know? yeah. But they also, the Stephen Lang casting yeah, in yeah. Fanfield, I was like, I didn't expect that, but yeah. It was all fits. right. Yeah, he he's a guy who's older, but you can, you can buy as the wise bloke the giving grumpy out sort of wise But guy. when he's got to pick up the gun, you're thinking, oh, he'd probably still do a bit yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wahlberg, like you said. He's, play, still... he's still playing action parts. Yeah. Um, and it's the same problem I had with things like the Death Wish remake. Hmm. You're trying to sort of tell us that Bruce Willis is a fucking mild-mannered doctor. (laughs) You know, like, yet we know him as this guy who's shot a million people. It's like, it's it's the same type of casting. You've got to be careful. Are we led to believe that you're shooting a million people and then saving them from their fucking (laughs) exactly? You know, it's like, even, even Charles Bronson, yeah. In the original Death Wish didn't work either because he had a, a pedigree <laughs> as being a hard man. What about, uh, I know you haven't included it, but what about Robert Bronzy as the gardener? Do you believe? <laughs> <laughs> Your ass is grass. <laughs> <laughs> greatest fucking tagline ever. That's the greatest tagline in, in cinema oh, history. <laughs> your ass is grass. Robert Bronzy could not act his way out of a wet as paper bag. He's such a bad actor that I don't even buy he's a gardener. <laughs> I don't buy that he could pull a few weeds. Well, well yeah. <laughs> yes. The only thing I bought in there is Gary Daniels is pretty ripped for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He can still kick your ass. Now. Yeah, yeah. don't sleep on Gazza Daniels. Don't, don't fucking tell Gary Daniels he's a pussy. <laughs> Yeah. Whip your Don't arm. roll up until I've got you covered, old man, because he'll he'll take his shirt off and you'll realise <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, that's where you that's where you fucking that's where you, uh, you got to know where you're at. Mm. But look, I'm I'm not I've got more higher hopes for Uncharted than I have for Red Notice. Yeah, look, it but, doesn't look like a bad movie. I just feel like I'm going to go into it, get an enjoyable film, but just say it just doesn't feel like. It just and who feel knows? Like they Uncharted. might not not. Turn me round, but they might make me go. Okay, well, I'll accept this pair. Yeah, 
I'll True. accept I'm, I'm open to it. That. I'm open As to that. it. Fucking Wahlberg better crack out a moustache. Mm. <laughs> I mean, and it's not just through November, motherfucker. He needs to eat a few more Wahlberg. He needs to eat a few more Wahlburgers to convince me that he's out of the game. <laughs> Like, I'm yeah. more convinced at the moment that he could shoot another film clip for good vibrations <laughs> and still look the part. Yeah. See, there's the other problem. He looks fucking ripped. Like, I, <laughs> Sully was a paunchy little you know, guy wearing Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, like, yeah. To me, Wahlberg's a, a, a difficult casting I mean, choice because he's, Sully, he's fucking think, in better Nick than Holland is. I think, yeah, that's right. I think more... <laughs> I think more Tom Atkins than Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> unfortunately for Wahlberg. Yeah, I know, I know. Imagine T.A. in it. Oh, perfect. Oh, perfect perfect casting. He's already got the dash. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to trim it <laughs> for the role. I'll bring in Sam Elliott, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn right. Even better. He's even got that commanding vocal that Sully always has. He's as grizzled as they come. He's like a fucking $2 steak. I mean, shit, we've just solved all their problems (laughs) in one fucking spitballing (laughs) session. Fillion and Elliot. Holy shit. What a casting package that is. Brilliant. That's the that's Look, the ticket, right? Hollywood, there. give me a Can call. Can we de-age? We can de-age Fillion and make him younger. Well, he can still do it now. I've watched the rookie. He's yeah, in pretty yeah. good nick in the rookie. Well, He'd be okay. he looked fine in the fan film. Yeah, yeah. He'd be okay to, to do a couple of films back to back. Yeah. Make a couple of make a couple of fucking uncharted films, then go back to the young Nathan Drake Chronicles. That's yeah, what you yeah, can yeah, do. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the young Indiana Jones Chronicles. That's it. Mate, if Harrison Ford's still playing <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fillion's got fucking 35 years on him, doesn't he? Harrison Ford. He's years. still getting rolled out on the set in an Indiana Jones movie that Nathan Fillion can play Nathan Drake. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Look, um, I'm I'm probably down on both. Just to... I'm down on both. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of... I'm down on Red Notice. I'm middle for Uncharted because yeah. I still think it looks pretty fun. Yeah. Okay. But the the... the the casting's the biggest hurdle, and that's the, that's the fuck-up for that one. Yeah, for me. Definitely fuck-up. All right, let's take a break. Here's a trailer for 1985's Police Story. Jackie Chan. Hold it! Dynamic. Yes, sir. Book him. For murder. Until he got set up. Get in! Now his whole police precinct is after him. To clear his name, his only chance is to get the crooks who framed him. (laughs) 
one-man battalion. As he sets his record straight in Police Story. Police Story from 1985, directed by Jackie Chan, who also directed Armor of God, and Chi Hua Chin, who directed Retreat of the Godfather. Produced by Leonard Ho, who produced Supercop, and it was written by Jackie Chan and Edward Tang, who uh, wrote Rumble in the Bronx. I believe Rumble in the Bronx was actually filmed in Queensland. Yeah, it was filmed here somewhere. Yeah. It stars Jackie Chan as Chan Ku, Bridget Lin as Selena Fong, Maggie Chung as May, and Yen Chaw as Mr. Chu Tao. The budget, I couldn't find out what the budget was. Uh, I wasn't really able to rustle up that information, but the box office was about $16.5 million worldwide. Quite a bit in other, in foreign sales. Mm. It only was briefly released in America. And the climactic mall pole slide sequence was filmed in one take without any rehearsals or the use of wires. Yep. Good stuff, Kudos Jackie. to fucking Jackie. Yep. All right. What was your take, police story? First viewing. First viewing. So, obviously, there's some things that have not aged all that well in particular parts. What has aged fantastically are the action sequences. Yes. I mean, it's exactly what you expect from Jackie Chan films that we saw later on, but the guy is just a fucking monument to to practical oh, stunts. <laughs> like, he's just unbelievable. And it comes through in the, in the, in the fight sequences. The pacing of the, the story is a little bit off, I yes. feel. And the comedy, although it works in parts, there's points where it is a stark contrast to the action. Mm. But in saying that, I went with a three and a half because it's fucking wildly entertaining. And when it's good, it's fucking damn good mm. in terms of the action stuff. Oh, definitely. Um, I, 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 I look at it as something like John Wick, where it looks at what it does well and it gives you that in spades. So you miss some of the story elements in this one. Uh, the story elements are actually, they actually work really well, but I feel like they're, they're paced a little bit off, but they give you exactly what you want in terms of the stunts and the action sequences. So, yeah, probably three and a half, missing a few points for some of the, the elements that have not aged so well, but I can see why it's got the reputation that it has. Yeah, look, I actually think it's a slightly strange mix of, like, really well-choreographed action and slapstick comedy, which, for me... Were you waiting for Leslie Nielsen It never fails to entertain, though. (laughs) It's always entertaining. Yeah. And even the slapstick comedy moments kind of hit the mark. Yeah. But they're kind of from a different movie, (laughs) in my mind. And I'm, I'm basing that on the fact that the film opens with quite a hefty action scene of... Oh, it's a cracker. Shooting people and, and all sorts of, you know, heavy-duty things. And then we spend the next three sequences with Jackie Chan... Hamming it up. ...fart-assing around. <laughs> so, it was, <laughs> so it doesn't quite find its tone for me. But in saying that, it's very, very entertaining. Mm. And Jackie Chan is just so good to watch. Yeah. Some of his uh, Asian films are ten times better than what he produced in Hollywood. Mm. Uh, just the fight scenes here, you've got people, there was just people everywhere. Like this, It's none of this line up and take a number. 
There's yeah. cars all over the joints, like and a raid. They get you know that the stuntman earned his fucking pay packet that week. <laughs> yeah. You know um, that he's taking that pay packet home and still saying uh, that probably doesn't cover the fucking bandages and the beating <laughs> that I received. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, Chan's taking a beating as well. Exactly. And you see that. This is what I love when, when he when he puts that stuff together in the in the um credits. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in this credit there was at least two people being fucking stretched off. <laughs> You saw a couple of sequences of someone being stretched out of a stretched out of a scene. You saw another sequence. I can't. I, I don't know if it was Jackie or not, but someone laying down and they're stripping off the clothes and fanning them off. And I'm like, yeah, that looks like it. It was, you know, that's tough that, shit. That looks like it was what was needed after you got your head put through a fucking yeah, window. It's like, I mean, this is from the fucking Mad Max school. <laughs> it is. It is. Guerrilla filmmaking and yeah. fucking hardcore stunt work. Well, it was just, you know, if we need something done, if we need something to look like it happened. It was going to make it happen, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How do, we, how do we put someone through a glass window? Well, we fucking throw them through, through a glass <laughs> yeah. window. Like, so he's so good to watch. I, I kind of forgave some of that. Yeah, yeah. I gave it three. 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 Good, good time. Mm. And yeah, the, the opening like is Jackie Chan is just so good to watch. Oh. He's so fucking. He's charismatic. He's good. He's actually really good physical comedian. Well, that's that's the thing, right? We talked about the comedy sequences, how they feel a little bit out of place. But I mean, that's see that scene where he's getting photographed, and they're like, "Open your eyes, open your mouth." <laughs> like, he shows really good physical yeah. comedy. Chops. Fucking chops. Like he's and he's done that throughout his career. Exactly. But he's also a great physical martial artist. You know what? I would go out and say that he's probably his mixture of martial arts and performance together mm. probably unparalleled. Yeah. There's probably nobody at that well, level. Even, you know, if you're looking at someone like Bruce Lee, I mean, obviously short career, but he never had the chance to do Jackie Chan does a bit of the martial arts on screen, but then he does the stunts himself too, which it adds to the movie because it slightly takes you out of the movie, but in a good way, mm. in that you're watching things going, fuck, Jackie's in trouble here. Yeah. He might get hurt. Jackie, there's one where he gets his fucking face punched into a fucking glass, glass window, and I'm just like, fuck, how did he... Was that the one where the top of it's like just pointed in like a jagged... No, no, he's he's up against the window in the mall, and the bloke just goes whack and hits him, and yeah, you yeah. see his face go into the fucking window. Well, I think I think that's the one they showed in the credits, and you see the top of the window, and it's like a fucking jagged point. Yeah, I'm like shit, is that real glass? <laughs> so Jackie, but, but you know when he's when he's on the on the bus yeah. and he's hanging off it, when he slides down the pole, you look at it and you say, "There's no fucking nets there." If yeah. he if he fails to catch the pole, he's fucked. <laughs> and so it takes you out of the out of the movie in a good way because you're you you're kind of scared for Jackie, but then immediately you're back in with the character. So his 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 kind of tendency towards these massive stunts that are, in some cases, they are fucking death defying. It's like Evil Knievel on a mm. on a stunt set. They take you out of the movie concerned for his safety. But then you kind of pop straight back into it, and that kind of translates to the character. Mm. You're fucking exhilarated, and you're so. He's... And I think that's a big part of. Back then, no one else was doing it. No, I don't think. 
But even now, I mean, Tom Cruise is, is taking it a little bit. But even he's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, Tom's doing the big jump or Tom's Tom's hanging off the plane for a couple of minutes. Tom's not hanging off the plane without a fucking safety net. No. Jackie was doing that. Tom's not getting his... It's not Tom's head going through the glass. No. <laughs> I mean, there are times when Tom says, I'm going to the trailer and having a cup of coffee. I'm having yeah. an espresso in the trailer oh, you know, it with is, George Clooney. It <laughs> is Tom jumping across between buildings and bucking his fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> but he's... Uh, yeah, he's doing... You know, Cruz is doing a lot of stunt work. Yeah. But it's not to that sort of level. No, it's not to it's not to, yeah, I'm putting my head in the in the firing line when, when this bloke's throwing a, a punch at it. Mm. I mean, I give Tom Cruise a lot of props for doing that, that stunt stuff, but Jackie Chan is like as you mentioned, unparalleled is the word because no one does the whole fucking gamut like he does. Oh. And not to mention He's fucking directing this one. Yeah, and writing. He's and writing and involved. sang the fucking theme song. Did he? <laughs> yeah. oh, shit, I didn't hear that. <laughs> I think he's, he's got a career in film. <laughs> I think the song was pulled. It was right at the end, correct? Oh, it was catchy enough. Oh, shit. <laughs> I quickly turned him <laughs> Fight scenes are really well directed. Yeah. That's where his directorial skills are at. Yeah, absolutely. The, 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 the fights are choreographed with speed. They're frenetic, and then they slow down just for a bit of slow motion while some poor bastard goes flying through a window. Yeah, or has is rammed oh. into a wall by a motorbike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. I, I mean, I, I look at that last twenty minutes. Oh, you know, obviously, the, like, the first one was good, but the last twenty minutes, I think I preferred because it was more of the the hand to hand stuff. Oh, it was all happening in the last. Oh, 20 it was minutes. fucking. There was all sorts of shit going on. <laughs> Basically, from when he kid, kidnaps the chief, I I really dug that. For the character, but then when he gets to the mall and starts, you know, when he starts putting hands on people, that's when <laughs> shit takes a real turn. I mean, tossing a guy through a glass cabinet and then while he's fucking laying there on the on the glass cabinet, which is on the upper shelf, he grabs his head and fucking rams it through a glass pane on the lower shelf. I mean, and as, you know, you mentioned the motorbike, the first guy that gets on the motorbike, Jackie runs up plants a foot on the front of the motorbike and fucking kicks with the other foot. (laughs) It's just unbelievable, some of the shit. some of the shit that's going on. And because of the context... Yeah, because of the context, and you know that he actually did that. You know, there's there's probably... There's a bike there, and they lined it up, so Jackie (laughs) actually ran up to the bike, launched off it, and fucking fly-kicked the bike in the head. (laughs) You know what? Grant Page would be right at home. (laughs) He would have been. He would have been loving that. Shit, he would have fucking come to set whistling a tune every morning. That's right. I'm about to get the shit kicked out. Of yeah, me. I love it. I get to ride a motorbike. I get to get kicked in the face, and I fucking I'm having a having a ball. Um, the, the bloke who in Mad Max Two did the somersault and broke his leg. I don't think, <laughs> oh, I don't think he's ever come back. I think he probably pulled his pulled the pin, the same pin that's holding his leg together. He probably pulled that pin on his stunt career. <laughs> Hell. Sorry. Every time I see that, it's like... <laughs> there's yeah. a video of it. There's a short, <laughs> there's a short clip of it. It was on Instagram. <laughs> and it was just a bloke doing fucking somersaults and then fucking hitting the car. 
He's like one of those old action <laughs> figures that you used to get that you used to flick off the bike or something yeah. like that. Because his body, like his, his he's body rigid. shape, doesn't, <laughs> the body shape doesn't really move. It's arms in the air and legs post. <laughs> and he's just tumbling end on end until his fucking leg gets shattered. Oh, I shouldn't be laughing at Sorry, that. Sorry, yeah, that, like, that fucked that guy's career up, I'd say. <laughs> Thank you, George Miller, you cut. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, look, I actually like the opening. They they give an explanation of the the operation they're going to do, and they yeah. give you a quick rundown on who the key <laughs> players are and what their involvement yeah. is with each person. Because it's so quick, the pace is so quick to get into that scene. Introduce like cutting the police briefing with the scene happening. Yeah, great it's a nice move. touch. Great move because. I mean, fucking five minutes in, we're already... The guns are blazing. Yeah. So it was a really good move to just do it like that. Exactly. Get straight into it. The shootout in the shantytown is excellent. Yeah. Um, uh, especially when they drive the fucking cars through. Oh, fucking fucking hell. Up. <laughs> Speaking of George Miller, he'd have been looking at that car. What didn't I think of that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, kid, uh, he'd be rigs back to Broken Hill. I mean, Someone's sitting yeah. in a fucking shanty town for me. <laughs> there's shit fine everywhere. <laughs> I know. There's explosions going off left, right, and centre. And unbelievable. you know the other thing I appreciated? When they get to the bottom, the cars are fucked. <laughs> it's one of the few action movies yeah. where they get to the bottom of flying through the shanty town, and you look at every car, and you're like, "Yeah, that's fucked. the bloody edge hanging out the side, all <laughs> sort of bullshit." Yep. Yeah, I, I also great. really like that scene that they ripped off for Tango and Cash. Yeah, where he down parks the, the hill. car and stands stands in yes. front of it. Yeah, loads the gun. They end up putting the brakes on. Yeah, three, the three blokes come flying out the window. And I mean, that's on the back of the that's on the back of the cars going through the shanty. Yeah, 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 like that's two two action essentially two action sequences that are stitched together that are fucking excellent. Yeah, yeah. him going down that hill. <laughs> I mean, basically, I'll put it to you this way: Jackie Chan is the is the exact opposite of Steven Seagal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's directing, writing, singing the tune, <laughs> but he. Steven Seagal, you you can barely get him on set to walk downstairs these days. <laughs> Jackie Chan, you cannot convince the bloke not to fucking hang off the back of a bus. Jackie, fuck's sake. this isn't good for you. <laughs> no, we'll be right. That's all right. He's probably still okay. doing that shit now. Yeah. He's fucking 70 years old. Yeah, fucking oath. I um, bet he is. And good on the bloke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Love it. Yeah. He's probably cheated death of you, Tom. The only thing I didn't like about it was <laughs> when, the, when the cars first started going through the shanty town. Yeah. It seemed like there was about five to six voices just going. <laughs> like it, was, it was just like a choir of people going. Ah, 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 yeah, well, that was the like, the residents. What <laughs> 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 are getting run over? Yeah, I love that scene. Yeah, I do like that. The, the Tang Cash scene. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll cut it some slack. It was probably directed by four different folks. So <laughs> you can see why it wasn't just maybe uh, Jackie was one of them. <laughs> yeah, the scene of the henchman. And the you know when when he he stages the he stages the break in yeah the scene after that where the henchmen actually attack again yeah. fucking brilliant when he, where the bloke is drop kicking people through windscreens <laughs> yeah that's fucking awesome that scene yeah. <laughs> with the baseball bats yeah. he's fucking diving on he's, oh. he's diving head first at blokes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean one bloke he drop kicks him through the windscreen to break the windscreen. And then, again, classic Jackie Chan. I think it's the same bloke starts going, uh, and crawls out the front of the window, gets drop kicked again back into the car. <laughs> oh, I loved yeah, it. Yeah, I that loved sequence it. is excellent. 
Yeah. He, he throws himself into it with plenty of gusto. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he does. I reckon he flogs his stud group. <laughs> like he actually mm. belts the shit out of them. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon that's probably what it is. They're not pulling their punches on each other. Look, there's points where... Yeah, you could say they're probably doing that, like when they do the old punches to the gut and things like yeah. that. You can see, yeah, they can pull them. But I don't see, I mean, there's portions, I don't see how you can fucking pull getting dropped through a windscreen. <laughs> <laughs> Even if the windscreen's a bit soft, it's got to have some level of resistance. You also can't fucking, there's nothing you can wear on your body that <laughs> breaks the dropkick's power. No. And there's, you look at the sequence, for example, where they fall out of the bus window when he stops the bus and the three blokes go flying out the windscreen. <laughs> you see the guys on the top level and in the credits you see it from a different angle. They just have to do the little roll. And so there's only so much you can wear on the back of your neck. To, you know, that bloke's not wearing a helmet. <laughs> he just has to roll on his fucking shoulders and you see, yeah, he's just hitting the ground from a fair distance up. Oh. He's just got to be able to roll properly. Yeah, yeah, he might have a bit of padding on his back, but that shit's still going to hurt. It's like wrestling, you know, when people say wrestling's fake. Well, yeah, it's scripted and whatever, but some of that shit's still going to hurt. Oh, yeah. When some bloke picks you up by your crackers (laughs) (laughs) over his head and it drops you on your back, that hurts. That's right. (laughs) You have to shake that shit off. Especially when it's one level up onto a fucking gravel road. Yeah, yeah. That's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. So, you know, nothing but the... Total bloody respect for what they're doing. I do. I, I wasn't particularly a big fan of much of the comedy, but I still had to laugh when he plays the tape in court. <laughs> yeah. like some sort of sexual shenanigans. Yeah, and he's yeah. here going, oh, I'm trying to explain it and everything. That was it. classic naked gun. Yeah, I know. That, looks that was like that scene where naked, um, Dremen was peeing during, yes. <laughs> during Ooh, the press <laughs> I mean, we have to do a special kind of side episode where we just watch those movies, don't we? Maybe Chuck Hotshot as well. Yeah, we'll have to do a commentary. (laughs) (laughs) Canal. I wouldn't be able to commentate. I would be laughing too much. You're laughing. Yeah. Um, But I found that kind of, that one slightly amusing. I actually liked the one. And I did like the fact that it actually showcased that the bad guy was going to get off. That's how he got yeah, off. I didn't mind the, the whole court sequence, the, the, the whole lawyer aspect, like, you know, he pulling all the tricks out of the bag. Mm. I actually laughed at the one, uh, despite, bla- you know, despite displaying some outdated ideas, yeah. the one where he's being a cocky ball bag while, while his girlfriend's listening. Oh, I got a couple of chuckles yeah, out of that yeah, while that she was right. kind of telling him this and that. And he's like, ah, oh, it's okay for a man to be with a couple of women. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that was all right as well. Yeah. Again. The fight when uh, um, with the dudes when he rescues uh, the girl at the at the bad guy stronghold. Yep. Nice little punch up in there. Yep. A few uh, glass windows broken mm-hmm. in that one as well. Again, I also like the kind of double cross angle. Yep. It was sometimes it was hard to tell who was the cop and who wasn't. Well, yeah, that was one of my problems. I didn't actually know. I hadn't really clued into that guy's. Yeah. Involvement? I think he was the guy, and this was the thing for me, I think he was the guy in the opening scene who told them to, yeah, when he was standing near the buses. Yeah, and, like, and then he, he ran off. He ran off. Head up. Yeah. You, you know, you, go, you guys need to go up yeah, here. Yeah, he let him go. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. cover it, and then he, he was not there. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I didn't mind the double cross. Mm-hmm. Although I do have questions. Although, that's right. Why did they bother framing him? Why didn't they just kill him? Yeah. 
That's another question. That was a good question. Yep. And my last one is just a finale. Yeah. It, it, everything in the mall is just It's great. Awesome. It's great. <laughs> including oh, including when he, he loses his rag at the end and just unloads, goes to the body on the back line. He's yeah. just there going, we're just punching him in the guts. Yep. I also love the fact that, you know, I mean, Jackie takes some punishment, but spare a thought for the poor bastards that are getting kicked down the fucking escalators oh, and shit no. like that. One bloke doesn't... In between the two of them? Yeah, the it's, only, escalators. it's only the size of this fucking laptop. Yeah, one bloke does a flip. He kind of he kind of gets kicked and then kind of does a backflip onto an escalator oh, that he's then going oh, down. Oh. It's just, it's unbelievable yeah. stuff. And because you know, as we said, Although we haven't seen a lot of Jackie Chan's movies, we do have the context that he does that shit for real. Like, they, they choreograph it for real. You're sitting there just going, holy shit. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. As I said, it takes I, you out of the movie, but I in a good sense. I need to know what sort of medical coverage, if I'm joining his stunt team, yeah. I need to know he's got a full he's got full cover. Yeah, what's the fucking danger pay on oh, this, Jackie? Yeah. <laughs> what are we getting paid? Because if it's just craft services, <laughs> I'm not fucking interested. Yeah, if I'm getting paid as an extra, I need, <laughs> I need more than that. If I'm just getting paid as a stuntman, I mean, the average stuntman is just doing a fucking fall onto a pad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting kicked down two flights of stairs, <laughs> and then I've got to do a, fl- a flip onto something or other. I mean, Jackie Chan cannot even get a cake to the face without flipping over a chair and landing on a table. <laughs> That's what he did. When his girlfriend, when, is yeah. it May? Yeah. May she gives him the first him. cake to the face. He flops over a chair and fucking goes <laughs> face down onto the table. Yeah, and like, yeah. No. Great um, stuff, Jackie. I love it. Did you have any other likes? Oh, only the fact that the old school printer that we saw, you know, she's downloading the files and she's fucking printing them onto one of those old printers. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at the nostalgia of it and I'm like, yeah, I used to have one of those. I remember when we got our first printer that was hooked up to the Commodore 64. <laughs> and, yeah, that shit would have taken a long time. If you're putting a timer on things, yeah, you know, when they have the old timer, you know, 0% to 100% these days, I'm sure it's longer for the old printer where it was on the reel and it was going... And that they were... the. The paper had the holes in the yes, side. Yes, yes. That you could then, you know, it had the perforated paper that you could then peel oh. off. It took longer. Yeah. I, I mean, she it. did it. She was flat chat. That's <laughs> <laughs> dick. That's the best you got. Uh, okay, so dislikes. Dislikes, yep. The music is awful. Yeah. What it's, was going it, It's all sort of jaunty. Yeah, it, it kind of it seems to me like it's, it's a pro- product of, like, the old Bruce Lee movies. I'll look at something like The Big Boss, mm. and the music's all disjointed. I mean, The, the Big Boss, there was a, that whole thing where he used to look at the pendant, and then you would have that little fucking theme that yeah. played. It's the same here. It's like we've got to give the... We've got to make sure that the action stuff is over here and the comedy stuff is over here. Yeah, yeah. It's just in stark... It, it helps to highlight the fact, as you said, that that the tone is different in those scenes. Yeah. It really makes it fucking stark. Oh, it's a, it, it's all done on a synthesizer. It's really... Yeah, it's, it's not the best. Jackie probably should have, you know, thought long and hard about that. Well, when Jackie was singing, it was all right. No, Jackie was too busy fucking getting his head kicked. I'd rather hear Jackie singing than fucking Crystal Cave kind of Oh, that sort work. of bullshit. And putting Arnie's and all that. <laughs> the fucking crap that he was putting. Oh, man. 
Enough about Seagal. He might, uh, yeah, if I say his name five times. <laughs> <laughs> he might appear to say Seagal. <laughs> we'll come and fucking slap the although, shit out Although, although, unlike the Candyman, he's fucking not keen on turning. <laughs> That's right. The Candyman shows up yeah. on cue. Yeah, oh, Seagal, I need to say his name 40 times. I like no, you say his name five times and you might... Have him show up in the next 12 to 15 years. He won't kill you, though. He'll have, he'll have the double. With that. <laughs> Look, this is one of my biggest problems, is the tone is just wildly inconsistent. <laughs> As I said to you, that the, the, the slapstick comedy scenes feel like they should be in, like, naked guns. Yeah. But as you said, some of it's They're good. funny. They're funny. Yeah, some of them are very funny. But they're they... not in keeping with what we started with. Yeah. And with what we end with. And I don't know if that's a again. I don't know if that's a cultural thing about what they were what what to expect in the films at that point. Yeah. But in this time, this was where we were moving towards the diehard. Yes. Where we're, we're heading in that direction in American kind of action films. So this is just yeah, it's very different in that in that the contrast between the action, which is fucking, as we've said, it's unbelievable. And then you go to a comedy scene where he's wrapping himself up in phone <laughs> cables, which is funny. Yeah, but it just doesn't doesn't mesh with the other. And, and there's there's a portion in the middle of the film where it slows down. Yeah, because that's all they kind of do, mm. barring you know a group of guys with some baseball bats at the front. Yeah, you know, and that stuff, although a nice little filler piece and a nice little action scene, it just then goes back to. You know, he does that thing where he, he attacks, he has his mate attack her in her apartment to show that she's not safe. Yeah. And it's all kind of like slapstick where he's holding on to him and all this sort of shit. Yep. Then we follow that up with fucking cakes in the face. <laughs> Three of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd like to eat some of that cake at the minimum. I want to fucking wear it. Um, Just a slice. And then we follow that up with tying yourself up in phone knots. <laughs> And then eating the erasers off the end of a couple of <laughs> Yeah, it is, a, it is a bit of a, a, bit of a contrast yeah, a, a bit of a contrast? A bit of a contrast. Holy shit. Yeah, because the rest of it is like hardcore action stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's great. And, then, and they're, of course, accompanied by that fucking music. Yeah. <laughs> there is points where the music feels like parody, yeah. and it is mostly in the comedy yeah, section. Yeah, it's just weirdly... I mean, there's everything bar the circus whistle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's just, it's kind of tonally very jarring. It is, yeah. Especially um, considering, and this was a dislike as well for me, good old Tong, Tong in Shanty Town, his, his partner or whatever he is, he's fucking sweating like Patrick Ewing. <laughs> fucking, he, he does, he, he's so scared it's not funny, he then fucking pisses, pisses himself. himself. Yeah. <laughs> What's next? Does he go shit himself? <laughs> I knew he was scared. I didn't need to see him wet his pants. Yeah, I thought he was going to wet his pants and then Jackie Chan was going to come around the corner and say, what are you doing wearing my bathing suit? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they kind of overdo it. And it yeah. really doesn't come to much, does it? No. Well, they, they kind of leave him again until the end. Yeah. Where they're like, yeah, basically these guys that you supported are the ones that are uh, backing you up now yeah. when you need it. 
Which is um, fair, but you don't need a guy standing around his own urine. <laughs> that yeah, but that shit could have worked. That, I mean, that, I didn't mind that so much. I was like, obviously, this shit's this guy's fucking really struggling with this kid. <laughs> but as you said, we then go to see cactuses up people's dates <laughs> for chuckles. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Am I supposed to laugh oh, and yeah. like wets himself or uh, exactly? I didn't know if it was a comedic bit or an action scene. I wasn't quite sure. Yeah, that was a bit. Uh, off in there. Also, so kicking kicking things off in the police briefing, we get told Chu is forty four to forty eight. Mate, if he is forty eight, I must be a fucking fresh faced high schooler. <laughs> that bloke is sixty at best. <laughs> the, the bad guy. Yes. Fucking hell! Is that who I was saying? Forty eight. Talk about some city boys. <laughs> That's a rough forty-eight years if that's what you if that's what you are. I mean, being a drug kingpin must do that to you, but shit. I mean, they talk about how presidents age. I mean, Barack Obama still had looked like he had ten years on you oh. when he finished up. Oh, chew, <laughs> get out of the game. <laughs> I mean, holy shit, the stress is clearly too high. Words of Rodney Rude. He doesn't break wind. He breaks dust. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the, guy, the guy was on his fucking. He was collecting retirement benefits. Oh, holy Christ, I forgot that they said he was 44 to 40. I'm 45. If I look. If I look like that guy, fucking tell me. <laughs> that's, that's what I mean. <laughs> I mean, you look like you could at least attempt to still run out for an Austin game. I, I, I look like if he did that, he'd fucking kill over. If I, if I look like that guy, I will immediately buy the, the fucking wrinkle-free <laughs> products that they're selling on the internet. Yeah, you're clearly that. using your fucking cocoa butter and that sort of shit. <laughs> he wasn't. No, 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 I'm using something called Bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. He looked like a bulldog. <laughs> that, that, I think that's the, the key to my youthful looks, which is the reason why we don't take put photos of ourselves on Instagram, <laughs> just in case I fucking scare somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I cannot believe they said that guy was 44 to 48. I mean, 48 being nice to the guy. fucking generous, all right. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, God. Yeah, that was, I mean, that... That took place about 30 seconds into the movie. I was already fucking laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, At that true. point, I wasn't supposed to be. But no, yeah. no, I don't think so. Now, I, I think I've pretty much covered off on my dislikes because I kind of said the same thing here. The middle portion of the film involving the court case and everything, although interesting, it's very slow. Yeah, it is. Not yeah, much yeah. really goes on. It's a little bit sluggish, and it is the comedy that actually carries it through that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's fair enough. Uh, well, after the police, but yeah, they give everyone their instructions and they all fucking destroy him. Yeah. I'm sorry, if I'm on the squad, I need to take that with me. No, 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 no. I'll eat it. I'll eat it later. Yeah, you've given me 20 seconds to read no, it. No, I need to read it three to four times. Hey, hang on. I... Was I going fucking left or right? Yeah, <laughs> Gee, I can't remember. I'm 
me, has somebody got backup plans that I can ask? Like, if I can get on the radio and say, hey. And that's the thing. When they get there, old mate fucks it up by being spotted seemingly out in fucking plain sight with his binoculars. Yeah, yeah. Now, hang on. That wasn't on the fucking brief either. Yeah, <laughs> and then, I was then, there going, that's me. I read the brief and then had to destroy it 20 seconds later. And I was supposed to be on the binoculars here, but I'm over there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the boss finds me half an hour later fucking rifling through that. That bin. <laughs> I'm sticky taking things together. <laughs> I'm not even in the right location. Oh I mean, shit, if you make me destroy something that quickly. <laughs> I'm turning up at the other mountain. Oh, no. I'm not even at the shanty <laughs> I'm standing at the other shanty going, where is everyone? <laughs> All right, I might as well go in then. <laughs> yeah. I'm at the other t- shanty town shooting innocent people, so anyone carrying a bag, I'm, I'm going them down. I'm at the shanty town that fucking... Mike Lowry and Marcus they fucking wrecked in, in Cuba in Bad Boys 2. Which I believe was uh, inspired by this one. Was but it? Yeah, Holy yeah. shit. They needed to read their fucking, instructions they needed, they, Yeah, well, they're only given 20 seconds. That's right. I mean, we know Marcus is too busy fucking talking some shit to Mike Lowry to read that. Read that properly yeah, yeah, yeah. in 20 to 30 seconds you've given. Yeah, yeah, fucking run through a shredder. Yeah. Not yeah. one of them said, can I keep this? <laughs> Not one of them um, gulped when they said, you've got 25 yeah, seconds to read it. Holy shit. I haven't, 25 I seconds. You know what? I've never got my mind back from the fucking donkey with the fly <laughs> around its head <laughs> to read the thing days. and comprehend it. Especially <laughs> nowadays where you rely on the phone so much that you just don't even bother to commit stuff to memory. I'm talking about back before I had this shit. <laughs> <laughs> don't give me a piece of paper and expect me to remember it. Oh, Fucking hell. Oh, and the last one for me is the scene on the phone. Look, Jackie plays it well. Like you said, he gobbles up a couple of erasers and he gets himself tangled up. <laughs> but we also are expected to be giggling at his gags about someone being raped and a battered wife. Yeah, I know. That's oh, that's terrible! Look. Low. <laughs> even, at, even at that stage, right? Are we? Are we taking? <laughs> Do you think? Are we taking? <laughs> are we laughing at him getting mixed up yeah. with a woman who's been raped with his girlfriend oh, on the phone? Oh, oh, Jackie, Jesus! Shit! If I spoke to Jackie, do you think he's laying that at the feet at uh, Edward Tang? Oh, or I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I reckon Tang's still <laughs> waiting on a call for his latest job while Jackie's there. Go, yeah, yeah. That was all Tang. <laughs> Jackie goes into meetings with heads of studios, and they go. We're still concerned about this. Yeah, yeah. talk to talk so to Edward Tang, Tang mate. He was, he was the one writing that shit, and he but, subsequently hasn't had a job. But I mean, the funny thing is, like, we get to we start. Well, not funny. Do you think the, Jackie the, was improving that? The, the strange thing is, we start with the battered wife, and immediately I was like, "Ooh, that's a little bit touchy." And then he answers the next phone. So you've been right. He's been right. What? Oh, fucking hell! Jackie. Why? And also, why is he the only bloke on comms? I mean, fuck. I don't know. He's there to 500 phones. And as you said, Naked Gun, of course he had to step in dog shit on the <laughs> way. <laughs> and not only that, but it seemed leading, that stepping in dog shit was leading to a, a gag about him doing the fucking moonwalk or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, some of that shit was weird. <laughs> Jackie. Jackie. Fast. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just wonder if he was improv because he only had 20 <laughs> seconds to read the page before they fucking... Yeah, yeah. Here's your script page. Read it, and then we're going to destroy it. <laughs> what was I supposed to say? How about I moonwalk instead? Yeah, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, commit that to memory, Jack. you got 25 seconds. <laughs> that's my worst fucking nightmare. Sometimes <laughs> like... Here you go. It's an important job. You got twenty seconds of fucking reading. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm saying, look, I'm out. I go into a classroom. I've still got the fucking lesson plan in my pocket, just in case. Oh, I took a fucking. I've taken the bloody prison break approach. Fucking <laughs> 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 tattooed it to myself. Oh, He's the God. important tattoo to my body. That's right. I've run out of real estate. <laughs> um, anything else for you? Uh, no, that was pretty much it. I think it was, yeah, based basically around the time or well, the timing of the comedy and on that one sequence, the, the content of the comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of it was a bit on the nut. Yeah. Um, and Edward? Yeah, Edward mostly. Yeah, yeah mostly Edward. That was Police Story. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify and Podomatic, as well as all other places where you get your podcasts. Send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. We're on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia, Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com, and Instagram at thrillmepodcastau. Make sure you rate and review us when you get a chance. Our next episode, we've had a uh, we've had a request, Jared. We've had a request for 1981's My Bloody Valentine. Mm, can't which, wait. You know, not to spoil things, is possibly one of my favourite slasher movies. Yeah, Jim. Um, but so we'll cover that in the next episode. But until then, take it easy, and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia, or contact us at Thrill Me or one word or lowercase at iinet.net. .au